Welcome to St. Mungo's Podcast for the Magically Deprived, where you can get your weekly Potter fix. We will be discussing the Harry Potter series chapter by chapter. If you've read the books previously or are just starting the series for the first time, we hope you enjoy this journey through Harry's adventures at Hogwarts and beyond. Please be aware that this is not a spoiler-free podcast. We may at times reference future events, people, or places. Also, there will be adult language and content. So if you have little ones listening, you may want to send them out of the room or listen at another time. Hello, everyone. I'm Joe. I'm Megan. I'm Serena. This week, we'll be discussing Chapter 9 of the Philosopher's Stone, The Midnight Duel. And we'll head right over to Serena in the Slytherin common room for the summary. So Gryffindor and Slytherin have flying lessons together, led by Madame Hooch. Neville injures himself on his broom, but Harry is a natural. Harry and Draco fight it out on brooms over Neville's remember-all, resulting in Harry being made seeker of Gryffindor Quidditch team. Later, Draco challenges Harry to a wizard's duel, but instead tells Filch in hopes of Harry being caught and expelled. Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Neville evade Filch by getting through a locked door and coming face-to-face with Fluffy the three-headed dog. When they get safely back to their dormitory, Harry realizes the dog must be guarding the package Hagrid had removed from Gringotts. Draco is a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) We've agreed on that already. I know, but Draco's a little bitch. And see, like, he's not even, again, he's not even a badass about it. No, he's not. Go fight him. Go fight him and show how good you are. But no. He's a whiny little boy. You know what I think the problem with Draco is? He thought he was going to come into Hogwarts, swinging his dick around, (laughs) and get all this attention because he's Draco Malfoy. And it ends up that Harry's the one getting all the attention. Mm -hmm. And he's jealous about it. Harry Sass shines right through. Just talking about how he's brave up here when Crab and Goyle aren't up here to save you. You know, I was thinking at the beginning of this, like when Harry goes after Draco to get Neville's remember all back, Professor McGonagall comes down and she's furious. She's so angry. And I didn't realize like how angry she really was. But then she just ended up putting him, oh, here, we're going to put you on the Quidditch team as a punishment for your misbehavior. I feel there her anger was all just a mask because she didn't want the other students to know what her plan was. She doesn't, right? It's a big hush-hush secret that Harry's on the Quidditch team. Yeah, oh, that's true. So just like a mask so that she, the other students didn't know and thought he was getting punished. But And then she drags him away and it's like, surprise, <laughs> you're really good. You're on the Quidditch or, team. He catches one thing and he's on the team. Yeah. He's so good. He like caught that thing this far away from the ground. He didn't stumble. He didn't break his wrist like Neville did. My thought was that she was really that angry, but her yearning to win that Quidditch cup just kind of overrode the anger she was feeling. She's like, oh, I should really punish this kid. But you know what? I need that cup. So that's what I was going to talk about, too, because I I always found it funny that she's so stern, but she loves Quidditch and she just has to win Quidditch. It's so funny to me. So I was looking into it and apparently she was actually a star Quidditch player in her day and she was brutally fouled during a game against Slytherin. Oh, was it against Slytherin, actually? It was against Slytherin. So that's why she's always like, you better beat Slytherin. Oh, see, I knew she played Quidditch, but I didn't know that happened against Slytherin. Yeah, I didn't I know did that. I didn't know either of those things. So that makes my heart happy with little extra details. <laughs> just knowing those things, it like makes the book even better. She tells Harry that his dad was a Quidditch player, but they mislead you because his dad wasn't a seeker. His dad was a chaser. And even in the movie, it shows you like the plaque and actually says James Potter seeker. But he wasn't. 
I keep thinking if Petunia had been any sort of proper guardian, what great stories would have that been for Harry to hear growing up about how his dad was on the Quidditch team and he was a seeker and just like this background. He doesn't know anything about them at all. He was a chaser, not a seeker. <laughs> Did I say seeker? <laughs> yeah. Ah! Chaser, not a seeker. <laughs> it's true. I could see him being more of a chaser. When we said we were going to do the podcast, I said I would watch the movies, but I didn't want to read the books again until we like as we do it chapter by chapter. Yeah. So I keep forgetting in the movie, like they talk about how James would play with the snitch and catch the snitch. I don't know if that was in the book as well. I think it was. I think it was. Which is also very misleading that he's, you know, keeps catching the snitch in his hand, but he wasn't even a seeker. What part says that he's a chaser? What's in the it's- book? I think it's like the, all the background information that she gives. The uh, book, I don't even think they mention what position he plays. Then in the movies, they just lead you to believe that he's a seeker, which he wasn't. We never see another flying lesson again. Is Harry just yeah, that that's good? Yeah, Even the remember all. Like this Ever is the only play. time in the whole series that we yeah. see it. So you could tell it was just kind of put there just to for Harry to show yeah. off his flying talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe he's just too good. He doesn't need to attend anymore. You don't need to come to lessons anymore. You pass. Poor Madam Hooch. She doesn't have a lot to do to begin with. We don't ever see her again, I guess. No. How many Quidditch games are there in a year? Like she referees the Quidditch games. Oh, yeah. She referees. Yeah. And she teaches flying lessons. But how many games are there? In I think a there's year. a lot more than we see. When October, at the end of October, they said there's in November, November, and I wanted yeah. to discuss that. I think in our next <laughs> chapter. Uh, yeah, I'm like, why at this time of year are you starting Quidditch? Oh, it's like frost on the ground. I'm like, that seems like it would be really cold. Well, they train. I guess they get their team together. They train for two months. True. They start right. Yeah, yeah but still, know, it didn't look. It didn't look they're fun. not at school during the summer. That's yeah, true. This yeah. is an outdoor sport. I don't know. Oh, all season and stuff that they can put over the games. So exactly. I mean, you know how I am with cold, so I'd be like, no, thank you. I wouldn't even go outside to watch the game. Sorry. <laughs> I'll stay in power with my binoculars. <laughs> I was thinking like the favoritism that Harry gets. I forgot to mention back in Diagon Alley how Hagrid buys him an owl. Right? Which I'm pretty sure are pricey because not all students have their own owls a lot of them use school owls now McGonagall puts him on the Quidditch team instead of punishing him and then Oliver tells McGonagall that they'll need to get him a good broom and not just any old broom but a clean sweep seven or a Nimbus 2000 and she tells him that she'll talk to Professor Dumbledore about bending the first year rules first of all it's a rule and second of all why don't all the students have to use the same broom isn't it kind of unfair that some of them get to use like much better brooms. I feel like they should be on an even playing ground. Like when you're playing on a team, like you should be able, they should all have the same. That's absolutely fair. I, yeah, I never really thought about it. I also thought of how shitty the school brooms would be. You've been to a school. School fun fun (laughs) things are not great. Like those bottom of the barrel aren't great. Even if they're not like the, the crappy brooms, like just specifically for Quidditch, like for the teams, they should have certain brooms set aside, but they all have to use the same broom. And we'll see next book, Slytherins all get like the most amazing brooms. And I, I don't know. I don't think it's fair. That's true. I'm trying to think of like a real muggle example, but I guess there isn't really one. Maybe like race cars. Well, race cars, though, they use different cars. They don't actually use the, the I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. They but would it's... have however, whatever car they can afford or whatever car they can build the best is what they get to use. I guess soccer cleats. Not all soccer cleats are the yeah, same. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that I doesn't guess... really 
that's not like a huge thing yeah but it's equipment on it but it's a piece of equipment hockey sticks skates sounds like our hockey sticks different i guess they are (laughs) and skates are as well like you can get much better skates which i mean i know i don't like winter sports obviously so i know nothing about different skates Uh, lovely Draco, he tries to get Harry expelled all the time. So he tipped Filch off, hoping to get Harry expelled when they went to, is this the one? Yeah. Midnight Duel, yeah. It takes oh, a yeah, real yeah, big midnight. turn. They go from yeah. Quidditch lessons to the Midnight Duel. The Midnight Duel. But it would make sense that Draco wants to get Harry out of the school because that's mm-hmm. that's his competition. He's taken yeah. all Draco's attention and he needs him out of there. This is another one of my very petty things when harry ron and hermione are leaving to meet draco for the duel they find neville asleep outside the portrait because he couldn't remember the password to get in now it's almost midnight why is madame pomfrey discharging children from the hospital wing at this time let him sleep there send him down in the morning also he was barely injured so she would have fixed him in like five minutes or it says in the book that she fixed his wrist within a matter of minutes so like so, did he just stay there all day and then she was like so oh, she kept him till midnight and said yeah, okay now time. go and then like oh just classic neville i love neville so me much too, I really me do. too and i love his whole character arc a lot of them actually i was just gonna say now hermione i wanted to bring attention to the way she interacts with everybody in this book specifically she's very demanding and she doesn't have conversations with people she just like talks at them i mean reading a book critically is when you start noticing these things because before i'd read it and i go okay she's annoying she's constantly just bossing and telling them and you should do this and don't do that and this and that and then when she gets locked out of the portrait hole she blames them first of all (laughs) (laughs) like she tells them if we get caught i'm blaming it on you and um serena this actually goes back to a question you had a a couple episodes ago about if she had friends in the muggle world i don't think she did no she's just always like in their business go to bed what are you doing but even if (laughs) why are you awake yeah why do you care and she doesn't talk to them after harry gets his broom like (laughs) it's his fault that he got a broom he gets all this favoritism but none that he asked for it just gets thrown at him like here have this here do this so we'll do this with harry you know and that's another thing with draco draco like hates him so much and is so angry with him but he didn't ask for any of it he wanted to fly under the radar so um my notes now go right into them running into the three-headed dog one of my very favorite things that the author does throughout this whole series is how she pulls from mythology And she's taken so much time to do this extensive research and not just in the names of the characters, even with the spells, the objects, the creatures. So we meet the three-headed dog guarding the trap door. And he is obviously akin to Cerberus, who's the three-headed dog who guards the underworld. Mm -hmm. So I have a little background information here. Three-headed dogs are born from Echidna, who is half snake and half woman. And Typhon, a fire-breathing serpent-like giant, said to have a hundred snake heads on his shoulders and fire flashing from his eyes. What I didn't understand is they're both very serpentine creatures. I don't know how a dog is born from both of them. And he's not like a fire-breathing dog and he's not a serpentine dog. He's just a dog. I understand the three heads because Typhon has multiple snake heads or whatever but i didn't understand how they got a dog from that so only powerful wizards employ these dogs to guard secret hideaways or protect valuables their only weakness is that they sleep with music 
So Hagrid said he acquired this dog from a chappie in Hogsmeade, a Greek chappie, and uses him to help Dumbledore guard the trap door. Once they used him to guard the Philosopher's Stone, he's relieved of his duties and he's released into the Forbidden Forest, which first of all, what the fuck are you putting this monstrous killer dog in the forest where children, they know whether they're supposed to or not, the children go into this forest. But that's not the only thing that's in there. That's arachnid is in there too. That's yeah, true. things in that forest. It's just like they put everything they want to hide in the yeah. forest. <laughs> but then Dumbledore goes later and he sends him back to Greece to live out his days. So. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Let's take him out of the forest. We'll send him back to his origin country and he can live there. After they had this close call with this three-headed dog, um, like the kids, Ron is like, what are they doing hiding this creature in the castle? And then he says, if any dog needs exercise, it's that one. So he's concerned <laughs> about him getting exercise. <laughs> <laughs> honestly that dog probably doesn't need exercise because when you think of how big a great dane is mm -hmm. you would think oh that dog needs a lot of exercise great danes don't need a lot of exercise oh why is that because i would think the same thing they need yeah, um let me more exercise is it because they're we put that in the podcast let me look it up and make oh. sure that i'm not like making shit up off the top of my head i'm danes just wondering don't... if it's because of the size of them like they're I a heavy so. dog even danes don't usually last more than eight years their hips and stuff give out so the more exercise the more wear and tear that they have on those bigger parts probably mm -hmm. wears them down I, i'm gonna google it just to make sure i actually find that the larger the dog the shorter the lifespan but did hagrid get fluffy right before the got the stone you know that's a good question because i feel like he's had him a long time like yeah, that's like, the impression i get but where has he been all this time that's actually a very good question because it doesn't say anything about before. It just says he gets them from a Greek chap in the pub. But also, where yeah, was... It says Danes, sorry, it says Danes only require like half an hour to an hour walk a day exercise-wise. So like not... I feel like that's average for dogs. Yeah, though. not too much. Not as, as you would think, but sorry I interrupted. Yeah, huh. well, I guess, and they're also not, I don't think they're high-energy dogs like, yeah. like a Jack Russell would be or something. Why is there a three-headed dog behind a supposedly locked door that, that you first can years can open. literally open? Or maybe it's you're meant to find it and then run away and then and never yeah. come back again. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you're like, oh shit, when they say forbidden, they mean forbidden. Yeah. Never mind. But I can't remember. Is he chained up or is he just sitting in the room? I'm pretty sure he's on a chain. That could be from my memory from the movie. Yeah, see, yeah, that's that's the biggest problem with watching the movies and reading the books so much. Yeah. Everything just kind of blurs together. I have to do so much fact checking when we do this because I have one image in my head and sometimes I'm like, yeah, that's that's not right. It's at the end of chapter 12 that we meet Fluffy, right? Or chapter mm -hmm. 9, 10? Chapter, nine. chapter, chapter nine. nine. I was on nine. chapter 12, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait. Yeah, the end of chapter 9. Don't you see what it was standing on? The floor? <laughs> And you also see like the priorities for the, the kids too. Ron was worried about the dog getting exercise. Harry, I don't even remember what his reaction was. Him and Ron just thought it was like a wonderful adventure. But Hermione, she equates getting expelled being worse than dying. Or you get us killed or worse, expelled. <laughs> he needs to get her priorities straight. <laughs> it doesn't actually say. No, it doesn't say. Okay because I'm wondering if it's not chained, if somebody does open the door. It's probably well-trained. It knew to stay there. Like, it was sleeping, and all it really did was growl at them. It didn't move or anything or walk up to them. And just, like, if someone approaches, 
that's when you attack. Oh, there goes Zella. You guys have probably heard her on this podcast a few times. <laughs> can you guys hear her when she barks? Sometimes. I can. Sometimes. I'm right now if you can hear Leonard throwing his ball around on the floor. No, we can't. Whenever I do any sort of salutation, like hello, hi, she just barks because she thinks somebody's here. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not sure if the mic picks her up or not, but when I'm editing, I'm like, oh, and I can never edit all of it out because sometimes she's barking as we're speaking. She wants to be a guest. Do you guys have anything else on this chapter? They see Snape coming out of that area in this chapter, right? And he's like limping or is that next chapter? I think that's next chapter because I have notes on that as well. I'm pretty sure that's next chapter. Okay, Megan, we'll take it over to you in the Hufflepuff common room for Would You Rather? Today's Would You Rather segment has two questions because I couldn't decide on one. So for the first question, would you rather face off head-to-head in a wizard duel with Sirius Black or Remus Lupin? Remus. Why? Because I feel like if Sirius is losing, he'll throw his wand and punch you in the face. (laughs) And Remus won't, honestly. I was just watching Order of the Phoenix when he comes and punches Lucius Malfoy. Like, I feel like Sirius will play dirty. I agree with you. I want to duel Sirius just because I want to be near him because I love Sirius. But when it comes skill-wise, not that I don't think Lupin is a skilled wizard, but I think I would rather duel Lupin because kind of the same reason as you, Serena, I think that Sirius is more ruthless than Mm -hmm. Remus. So yeah, I'll I'll duel Remus. Unless it's a full moon. (laughs) Yes. Not Remus then. Yeah. Good point. Meg, how about you? I think that I would duel Sirius just because I would probably not be a very skilled wizard. So I'm going to lose that duel anyways. I could probably fake it enough to make him think he's going to lose. And then if he punches me, it's a fist fight at that point. And that I know I can win. <laughs> I'm not confident in my ability to physically fight Sirius Black. <laughs> yeah, especially all that aggression after 12 years in Azkaban. I've got 27 years. years of aggression, okay? <laughs> Okay, now my next question, I'm going to set the scene a little bit. You're, you're a student. You're out of bed after hours. You're running from someone tailing you. Would, it ra- would you rather it be Filch or would you rather it be Snape? Filch. He's a bumbling fool. Snape? I, t- I don't want to be anywhere near Snape. I don't want to be punished by Snape. <laughs> I don't want to have discussion with Snape. I would rather deal with Filch. Yeah, I think my heart would be pounding a lot faster if it was Snape after me than it, if I knew it was Filch tailing me. Serena, I feel like what are you thinking over there? I feel like Filch just because I feel like I could get away from Filch easier. But if they were going to catch me, then I would want it to be Snape. That's fair. You're a Slytherin. So if Snape catches you, you're not going to be as much trouble as the rest of us. He's just going to hide it and send you back to your dormitory. Yeah. I mean, Filch is like, he literally wants to torture the students. Like, I don't want him to catch me, but I feel like I could get away from him easier because he's just not that fast. But he just like pops up out of places. Yeah. Out of nowhere. But the thing is with Filch, he wants to torture the students, but he's not allowed to. And as a Gryffindor, if I get caught by Filch, it's got to go through McGonagall or Dumbledore. So I'm good with it. See, this is funny because I never thought doing this that you would take your houses into consideration. But now that we're doing it, like I always take my house into consideration, especially when it comes to punishment questions. Because like I said, I don't want to be punished by Snape at all whatsoever, especially as a Gryffindor. They've never given a bad punishment, though. To a Gryffindor? 
Has he like, what's the worst punishment he's given? He well, and he, well, his punishments, he always tells them they're not allowed to use magic. Like when Ron had to, I don't know, was it Snape who gave him the punishment of cleaning the trophies without magic? And he also at one point had to do bedpans. Without magic. Which, yeah, because you could just vanish whatever. But yeah, yeah, he told him he's not allowed to use magic, which I guess that's a punishment in itself. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I'm a half-blood, so like I know how to clean things without magic. <laughs> and listeners if you would like to write in and tell us what you would rather do please go ahead or if you have any would you rather questions that you'd like us to answer please send them in megan if you could give us homework for next week please yes our homework for next week is to read chapter 10 halloween Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe. Please, please, please. Also leaving us a rating and review would be awesome. And maybe mention us to any of your Potter friends. That brings us to the end of this episode. Join us next week as we continue reading through the Harry Potter series. You can send any questions, comments, or concerns to Podcast at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast. <laughs>